right. Well, happy Resurrection Day, everyone. It is great to be together to see all of you. Hopefully you have uh, been having a great day. Uh, I know the kids have been having fun. I got to see some of them in the kids' kingdom earlier, and they were telling me all about it. And uh, I'm excited to talk about resurrection living today. And last week, we started by talking about crucifixion living and kind of what that means to live like Jesus as he lived his life to carry people's burdens. He lived his life to walk with people that are in trouble, to take on their afflictions and ultimately to carry our sins, that he was affected by the sins of the world. And he calls us to live a life that we're familiar with those same types of things. But I believe that Jesus lived that way because he knew, thank you, that the resurrection was coming. It wasn't just dying to himself just for the sake of dying to himself. It was dying to carry our burdens and ultimately to live again. And so this week I found myself thinking about what it means to carry another person's burdens. Of what it means to suffer. And the word passion means suffering in Latin. That's where they got that term, the, the, the passion of the Christ. It just means the suffering of the Christ. And I've been thinking about that this week, that with that passion, it's always connected to his resurrection. And so I found a a few people that are living the resurrected life this week. And there was one uh, sister named Pascale from Lebanon. If you're visiting with us, we're, we're in partnership with about 28 churches in the Middle East, about 600 Christians over there. And this woman was baptized this week into their, uh, they recently started a special needs ministry and her husband's a Christian and now she just got baptized. So uh, pray for her. We're rejoicing with her as she gets to spend her first Easter in a relationship with Christ. That's a special thing. And then there's another couple people that I think are living the resurrected life today, although I don't think they're at church. Ten Lacey. They better not be at church. But anyway, they uh, got married yesterday up in Washington where his family was, her family is, and a number of our members are up there. She's been a part of our church for about 15 or 20 years. I can't remember. But when she started, when she was really young. Just kidding. So uh, pray for uh, them. They're enjoying the resurrected life and uh, life being married in Christ. Having that as the center of your uh, relationship. And then this, this past uh, Friday, I got to go to a, um, a retirement of a, one of our brothers, Barb, uh, Brian May, and now they're off. So he retired on Friday, and then on Saturday, they got in the U-Haul and they moved to Portland to start his new job and new career up there. So it's kind of bittersweet, but I can't even imagine all that happening altogether. But we got to go to his ceremony and it was really, it was pretty cool. A lot of pomp and circumstance and they go through all of his different accolades that he went on like eight deployments and he's a hospital administrator so he's implemented all these amazing things. And his, literally his medal, they call it a rack, was the biggest one in the room. Like he had 16 medals on his chest and it was just pretty amazing. 
And afterwards, I went up to his daughters and I said, did you realize how impressive your dad is? And they were like, we didn't. (laughs) He could be living with them the whole time and not realize how impressive he is. And I think sometimes with Christ, it can be the same thing. Like Aaron was saying, we can be around him so much that we forget how impressive uh, he is. Uh, So uh, let's say a prayer and then we will uh, start talking about resurrected living. Uh, Father, we do thank you so much for this time. Uh, Thank you for this day that we celebrate your power, your love, your greatness, your grace. God, I pray that you can... Help us to see you today, God. Get, get me out of the way that whatever else we've been doing, that we can take a moment and be amazed at you and, and be in awe of who you are. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this past week, as I told you, I got to experience some crucifixion living. Part of that was I came over for the blood drive here. And so I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Jesus gave his blood. It's a good idea. They're, they're having everybody give their blood, you know. So just real literal person. So, yeah, that's good. Let's try to do that. And so I gave blood, and then I'm sitting in the chairs afterwards. They make you wait. How many people have given blood before? Okay, you, so you've all done that. And, you know, if you're a guy, you're, you, or maybe not, maybe girls do this too, but if you're me, you're like, okay, this is cool. I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to have any problems, right? This is not a problem. You know, ever, anybody ever thought that way? Maybe it's just me. So, right, I'm thinking like, okay, this is good. I'm going to make it through this. And so I'm sitting there about 10 minutes into my waiting time, and I start feeling dizzy. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's going to pass. You know, so I'm just start thinking like, okay, I, I might pass out here. And so I'm realizing this is not going to go away. And there was that moment where I'm just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm, I got to, I got to get help. So I called the nurse and the next thing I know, you know, she laid me down on the, on the con in the, in the parking lot. I'm right. I'm on a parking space. Other people are looking at me and I'm just like trying to, you know, all coolness is gone. Right. I'm just like, I'm just trying not to pass out. And I got to that moment when I thought, you know what? It's going to happen and there's nothing I can do about it. And it didn't quite happen. I was so happy. But, you know, the, the, the pastor here is over there and the secretary and everybody's looking, asking me how I'm doing. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm just like laying flat on a parking lot. And sometimes it takes us to get to that place for God to lift us up. You know, that we want him to resurrect us before it gets that bad. You know, before we get to that point where I was, I'm like, you know what? There's nothing I'm going to can do about this. If it happens, it happens. And that is, I believe, what God is waiting for us sometimes to trust him. But sometimes when we start to feel like we're going to die, we start freaking out, right? In the book of Revelation, as I mentioned last week, and I almost did my first Revelation Easter sermon, but I didn't. I, I decided against it. But the picture that they gave of Jesus was this figure with a robe on and a golden sash and hair like snow, eyes like blazing fire, feet like glowing bronze in a furnace. 
and a voice like rushing waters. And you just got to imagine this amazing picture of Jesus with the double-edged sword coming out of his mouth. And it says his face was like the sun. And right, I said I'm kind of a literal person sometimes. So I was out thinking about this and I'm praying. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just look at the sun right now. Right? You, get, you ever get those ideas that are not maybe the best ideas? But I was like, you know what? I'm sure when he wrote this, he must have looked at it to think about how awesome it was. So I just looked at it for like a second and just was thinking, like, I probably just went blind. But I might have seen Jesus in the process. And then today I was thinking about the sun and I decided not to look at it this time. But I just closed my eyes and I was just like, you know, not only is it powerful, but it's just warm. It's like soothing. You know, Jesus isn't just powerful that he's he's like calming and 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 soothing. And so you cannot live a resurrected life without seeing Jesus. If not, you're just suffering for no reason. Or you're just going through life for, with no purpose. But with Jesus, you can live a resurrected life. And unlike a crucified life, there's nothing you can do to raise yourself. I've been thinking about that all week. Like, how am I going to make it really cool to have a resurrected life? Because crucified life was really awesome, and at least for me. I've been thinking about it all week. But then I, it hit me like you can't do it yourself. You can't get up and go, oh, I'm going to live a resurrected life today. You already failed. When you die to yourself and you lay yourself before Jesus, then you have that chance. When you get to the end of the rope, then you have that chance. When you have no more hope left and you're about ready to die, then you have a chance to live a resurrected life. And so as I was thinking about that, there's no one better to talk about a resurrected life than Jesus' friend, Lazarus. He literally lived a resurrected life. He died and came back to life. And we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to look at his sisters, and we're going to talk about living a resurrected life. And if you can die once... And come back, then you're ready for anything that comes your way. Then you're not scared of death anymore. You're like, hey, I already done this. Jesus helped me the first time. And now this time I don't have to come back here. He's going to help me the second time. And Lazarus had a really, I don't know how he got, he won the lottery to, to be able to go through that. But here, Jesus comes to see the grave, and Martha approaches him, his sister, and he says, she says, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. That's a lot of faith. That's someone who's living a life looking for resurrection and looking to Jesus that, you know, God, if you were here, we wouldn't be having this right now. We wouldn't have this problem. And then she follows it up and she says, but I know that even now... God will give you whatever you ask. Can you imagine? That's, a, that's someone who's looking at the resurrection real. 
Everyone else is in tears, and she's been mourning for four days. She says, you know what? If you want to do it right now, you can do it. Even now. That's the kind of faith that she faced her problems with. That's what a resurrected living person does. We're going to come back to her in a little bit. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Sorry, my my thing... My printer doesn't print blue. I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. And that's what I want you to remember today. I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me will live. That whenever death comes your way, as a person of faith, as a Christian, he calls you to remember, I am the resurrection. I'm not just the resurrection for me. I'm the resurrection for you. I'm the resurrection for your problems. I'm the resurrection for your sin. I'm the resurrection for whatever mess you've gotten yourself into or whatever mess the devil has thrown your way. That if you believe in me, you will live. Not just live at the end of your life, but you will live now in your life. That you will be resurrected in your life now. Again, not something that we can do, but it's something that we can call on Jesus to do in any situation. Anybody been pushed to their limits this week? Anybody felt like, God, I don't know what's going to happen here. I have no idea, but I know you got it figured out. Well, you're on the way to resurrected living. That's all I want you to really remember. Try to keep it easy for you guys. I am the resurrection. Those who believe in me will live. I promise you, you will have a chance to use that this week. Something's going to come your way, and you're going to need to remember this. It's already happened to me today, and we'll talk about that later. There's a song that I've been that I came on this morning. My wife's been out of town, like I said at the wedding, so I've just been the solo guy. So I, I watched, you know, the Passion of the Christ. I watched a clip from Risen. I've Listen to all the Easter songs that you can imagine. I'm just like, man, my wife's gone. I'm going to get in the zone. And this morning, this song, Rise Up, what came on, and one of the lines was, out of the grave like Lazarus. And I was just so amazed. I don't know why the group is called Cain. I don't know why a Christian group would ever name themselves Cain. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Gabe was telling me that maybe they do that to show that anything is possible, right? Is that, is that what it is? That must, that's gotta be what it is, cause I never met a person, uh, with the name Cain spelled like that. Um, but some of the lines in the song, it's, it says, in the dark and all alone, talking about being in the grave, growing comfortable, are you scared to move and to walk out of the tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believed, Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be free. 
You, you're just asleep and it's time to leave. Come on and rise up. Take a breath. You're alive now. And then it goes into the chorus. Rise up. Can't you hear the voice of Jesus calling out of the grave like Lazarus? There's a lot of truth to that. That we can get really comfortable in things that we once didn't like. We can get secure and safe and be so scared of change or feel like we're not good enough to change and everyone else can change, but God doesn't care about me. Lie after lie after lie. And today, I'm here to tell you that you can rise up with Christ. If he can bring somebody literally dead alive, he can surely raise you up. If he can forgive the thief on the cross, he surely can forgive you. If he can forgive Paul who killed a lot of Christians, then he can forgive you're not the worst person that ever walked the place, walked this earth. Let's come out of the grave like Lazarus. Let's continue reading in John 11. This is her sister Mary. So when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Seems like they had been talking. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved them. Now think about this for a minute. Mary's coming to see Jesus. And this is the same Jesus that she sent word to. And she said, literally, the one you love is sick. So what she's saying is, you know, your, your guy is down. He needs you to come wake him up. She's writing it like, hey, Jesus, he might not know you, but he, he loves me. I mean, he's been at my house. We've hung out. He's got my back. And then she waits and nothing. And day two, nothing. And day three, nothing. And day four, you know, he dies. And then still nothing. And then four days after he, so like he waits a week when he's right down the street. It's like he's in Cat City, but he doesn't come over here for a week. It wasn't that he couldn't get there in time. It's that he decided not to get there in time. And so I don't know how you would be feeling at that point, but I'd be more like, Jesus, what the heck is wrong with you? I thought we were close. I mean, come on, you're supposed to have my back. I'm following you and you just leave me like this. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's a lot more righteous than I am, but I'd probably be feeling that. I wouldn't be like, oh, if you were here, you could rise from the dead. I'd be like, Jesus, I feel like punching you in the face right now. I'm just being real. Right. This is her brother that died and he could have done something about it. And he didn't. But she saw something that I, I will not, that maybe we can't see. He went with her. And there's some other people there that maybe you can relate to. They're like, hey, he healed all these other people. Like, why didn't he heal this guy? That's kind of maybe what I was thinking, right? Like, hey. You, you, all these other people, and then, you know, what about my guy? What about my brother? What about my situation? 
Sometimes when you want to live a resurrected life, God keeps you in the dark. He doesn't tell you what's going to happen. He makes you sit. It's called a test. Right? He does it all the time. He doesn't see if we're going to pass. He just does it to help us to know him better. I mean, imagine where her faith was going to be after this was all over. Imagine her saying, coming and be able to tell people, this is what I went through for this week waiting for Jesus, and I had no idea what was going to happen. I mean, I said that he could raise them then, but I really didn't think he was going to. So maybe you're trying to live a resurrected life, but you're kind of stuck more in this situation. Like, hey, God, like you messed up here and you you weren't there for this situation. And we pray for this person to get healed and they they healed and we pay for this person and they died. Like, what's up with that? And sometimes God just says, hey, you're going to have to trust me on that. That you're going to have to wait to see the miracle that I do, and maybe it's not the miracle that you're looking for. See, it's not something that we can choose, that we can choose to trust. That's what Mary and Martha decided to do. It's not very glorious. You can't go watch a Rocky movie and then just go try to take on the world. It's just like, no, I'm going to trust you, God. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not real happy right now, but I'm going to trust you anyway. It said, Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor and he has been there for four days. So now Martha's getting kind of real. Before she's like, you can still raise him. And now she's like, wait, I don't know. This is really going to smell bad. This is not a real good idea, Jesus. But anyways, she still, then he says, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Again, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me will not, they will live and not die. We live by faith and not by sight. The picture got cut off a little bit here. For those of you who are visiting, this is my orange tree that we talk about too much. Okay? There's a lot of lessons that you can get out of that tree. But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Because sometimes we get so caught up in looking at whatever it is right in front of us that we don't see Jesus who's all around us. You know, I had a little bit more sky on this picture when I first set it out, but the idea was if you can see the sky and not the tree, then you're living a resurrected life. If you're not so caught up in whatever's happening in the moment, whatever crisis it may be or whatever, even victory it may be, to still see Jesus there, then you're living a resurrected life. He wasn't caught up in all the stuff that was going on. And they took away, it said they took away the stone. And Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me. That's a whole sermon in and of itself. But I said this for the benefit of those standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. 
When he said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary had come to visit Mary and seen what Jesus did, believed in him. Imagine for a minute what it would be like to be Lazarus from this point on in his life. To have his first meal after raising from the dead. And I'm sure he was hungry. He was in there for a while. (laughs) But imagine he's just eating and everybody's just speechless, just looking at him like, I can't believe this guy is eating. I can't believe he's here. Imagine him visiting his friends and going to the Passover feast and just everything was new again. When we are raised with Christ, everything can be new again. When you read through the book, the first couple chapters of Revelation there, after that vision that I showed you of Jesus, he goes through and he tells them all the things they're doing right, all the things they're doing wrong. But he starts with the vision of who Jesus is and a promise that you can be raised again. It shows the lamb that's been raised. The whole book is basically helping them to see life beyond this earth. And because you see Jesus and you have faith, you can get your first love back. Your love for Christ has died. That's not a problem for Christ. He can raise that up again. You're tired. And you don't think you can go on. That's not a problem for Jesus. You're afraid. You're stuck in sin and the sin that you've been trying to change. That's still not an issue for Christ. Maybe your purity is dead. He can raise that too. Maybe we just, maybe we're lazy. Maybe we've been through abuse, addiction. We're lukewarm. We're greedy. We're selfish. We're self-reliant. All of those can change through Christ. Do you believe that? Because he said, I am the resurrection. If you believe that, you will live. You will change. You might not change today. He might make you wait. He might make you wait to the point where you're tired of waiting and you thought he was supposed to already come. And if he does that, then you have a little idea of what it means to be Mary and Martha. But he says, if you have patience and faith in your suffering... If you have faith, if you could still see Jesus, then you still have the chance to live a resurrected life. Lazarus, like I said, he was going to die again, but not not that day. It said a large crowd of Jews later on in the next chapter, they found out that Jesus had come there and came not only because of him, but but also to see Lazarus who was raised from the dead. Now, it wasn't just the Jesus show, it was the Jesus and Lazarus show. 
So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. For on account of him, many Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. Jesus already knew, hey, I'm I'm stirring everybody up here. But he knew he was going to raise again. You know, today, this is the first Easter without a couple of our members here that have already experienced dying and being raised. You know, Kamiko Tazai, our special sister, who you heard at the funeral when she was getting to the end of her time, when she said she would pray, she would smell Jesus, and he smelled like marshmallows. I don't think my Jesus would smell like marshmallows, but hers smell like marshmallows. You know, you get that picture of that connection that she had with Jesus. Maybe she's having some marshmallows now. And then Bertha Ascension, Pancho's sister, who was baptized last May. She was baptized when she had stage four cancer. She never made it to church. She never got to meet most of you. But she had that time with Christ that changed her and she needed to be changed and it radically changed her life and this coming week we have a chance to send her off in a special way but it's not that we just look at her death we look towards her and her life with Christ now we look for our life with Christ too As we look at Jesus, his resurrection is not just about, oh, isn't that cool? Jesus rose from the dead. No, it's about us. That's where we're headed. We look back so that we can look ahead and face life with that kind of faith. And we showed this video. I'm going to show you a video here, Bertha. It was right when she was baptized. I'll give you a warning. It's a pretty terrible video. Uh, just quality-wise. I mean, it was just me standing in the dark with my phone. Uh, but we showed it at our midweek this past week, and we were just all, you know, amazed at her faith. And it's a real short clip, but you see her just trusting Christ. That, to me, is what resurrected living is all about. Amen. So you might not have heard all that, but she said, this is the family that's going to save my kids. And then you did hear her say, she's not afraid. Isn't that what we want? To be able to be with Christ that we can face death and not be afraid. That was Lazarus after that time, and that can be us with Christ. And by faith that we will raise again in the last day. As we take our communion together, in the next chapter, Jesus talks about a kernel of wheat dying and producing many seeds. I'm sure thinking about Lazarus, thinking about himself, and also thinking about us. It says, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies... It remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it. 
while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be in death and in life. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Let's please God this week as we live a life celebrating his resurrection. As we say to him, you are the resurrection and the life. I do believe and with you I will live. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time to celebrate you. We thank you for this time to honor our sisters that have gone before us. We thank you for Lazarus' example. God, help us to live as we have been raised again. Many of us, we have been spiritually, but even literally. God, as we look forward to the future, God, thank you for Jesus that opened up that door for us, that we can follow him and look back to celebrate his resurrection, but also look ahead to celebrate our own. I pray that we can honor you and honor his sacrifice and that you will raise us up as we lay ourselves down. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.